This episode brought to you by the Benford Cordless Ratchet Wrench. Welcome, everybody, to the Grunt Work Podcast. I am here with Truman, my co-host. I am Landon, and today we watched Season 1, Episode 2, Mo Betta Blues. A little bit of wordplay there, a little bit of references. Yes, as we'll know, this is uh, all about a lawnmower. Well, it's not about a lawnmower. Give us a synopsis. What do, what do we watch? Well, it's a quick it's a quick synopsis, Land, and this episode is uh, fairly short on plot. Uh, basically, Tim... Uh, establishes that he is uh, territorial about his tools. Uh, he explains to his son, Mark, the value of, uh, the emotional value, mind you, of this uh, 20-year-old uh, ratchet wrench that's been in his family for all this time. And uh, his son breaks the wrench and then hides in a tree because he's uh, led to believe by his brothers that uh, his father will trade him in for another son when he finds out that he's broken one of his tools. And then uh, Tim, with a little bit of heartfelt, good-natured grunting, uh, is able to show his son that, no, he loves him, but teach him also a valuable lesson about telling people when you break their tools. Uh, and then there's, then there's like two or three endings, and, uh, <laughs> and the episode is over. Yeah. Uh, so this was a, an interesting follow-up to the pilot i found um i would say a worse follow-up to the pilot agreed, agreed. Yeah, not yeah. i mean i didn't dislike it sure uh but it was not as strong um which seems like i guess back in the day what you know television shows got picked up for an entire season yeah. from the get-go so you had more than seven episodes to catch oh, people definitely a show like uh, this they probably picked it up for 30 or something yeah so they they had a little more leeway to uh to to play with that sort of stuff but yeah, I feel I feel like probably what happened was they they put they took their best shot right out the gate with the with that pilot and well, now, yeah you got to uh, put it all in the pilot yeah yeah uh, yeah I I don't know I thought uh, well I don't know you 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 give me you give me your thoughts like right, right yeah well yeah. let's let's unpack the episode yeah. so we we start in the garage which I feel like is going to be a very common uh starting point with yeah. this show yeah uh if memory serves me 90 percent of this show takes place inside a garage yeah <laughs> okay well 90 percent of this episode doesn't take place in the garage but but go go on go on <laughs> that's true that'll hold up over time i'm sure <laughs> math um okay so we start in the garage and tim is uh uh giving his lawnmower more power. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, putting a chromed out gigantic motor on the thing. Yes. Yeah. Binford mower. Yes. Which I feel like we should specify. Yeah. Uh, and Mark is also in the garage with him, kind of helping out, kind of in the same way as the pilot episode where he's just there to spend quality time with his father because he yeah. hasn't quite reached the level of Randy and Brad where he's going off and having his own adventures. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. He's kind of just in the back of the garage sitting on a mat. I don't exactly know what he's doing, but... He's getting grease smeared on his face. <laughs> That's right. He's got a line where he says, I'm all greased up, and the audience laughs. And this plays back into, from last week, just yeah. him saying things, doing things that the audience responds to in a way that I don't know. It does feel like they're going for the, oh, it's the cute kid crowd. And this, this is also what I'm noticing. So this is the first episode where Jonathan Taylor Thomas as... Randy? Randy. Yeah, Randy. Yeah. Where Jonathan Taylor Thomas gets a little more play and mm -hmm. and you see like JTT from from Jump you Oh, can... we're we're already on JTT terms? Oh, uh, well, I'm, we, I'm on we, JTT terms. We skyrocketed. Well, I'm I'm not uh... I don't even think he's JTT yet. Well, like in the chronology of his career if, if, at this point. The, the the episodes of this podcast are already running long. If we call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas every time, this is going to be a <laughs> this is going to be a 2-hour podcast. Yeah, but I'm going to bring up this conversation every time we mention his name. So, okay, well sounds good. That'll even it out. It all it all comes out in the wash. Uh but but JTT or Jonathan Taylor Thomas, whichever you prefer. Yeah. All, already in this episode in the in the little few lines that he's got, you see this kid has star quality. This mm. guy he's got charisma. He's a much better actor than Mark. Yeah. But I feel like early on, because Mark has had kind of big moments in like he's he's been he's been the featured kid in the yeah. pilot and this yeah, episode. Absolutely. And, they're, and they're just banking on he is adorable. And you know, and he's not a bad actor. I mean, he's not great, yeah. but as far as kid actors go, when you kind of mix in the schmaltz mm -hmm. with you know, kid acting, I feel like the result is more times than not awful. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't. Mark didn't really bother me. I would. I would definitely agree with you that JTT is the. See, you're doing it now. <laughs> See, it's infectious. It is. Um, that he's the the superior actor. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the Marlon Brando of this <laughs> of the kids on this yeah, show. Yeah, Marlon Brando quality. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I agree with you. Yeah. So uh, okay, but so they're they're in the garage. They're working on adding more power to this Binford lawnmower. Yeah, that's right. And uh, at a certain point, um, I mean, we go through the whole spiel about the the wrench being passed down from his father and mm-hmm. his father's father. Which I wonder, since he only has Binford tools, I wonder if there's some sort of nepotism. Maybe Binford. Oh. He's part of the Binford family. Literally, maybe maybe his dad was the like CEO of Binford. Of course, it would make, then his last name would be Binford, wouldn't it? I mean, you'd mm, hope. True. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was his mother's company and it went by her mother's maiden name, so it's uh, whatever his mother's name maiden name would be Binford. Married into the Taylor family. That could be. And this is the same mother. Tim's mother actually gets a lot of mention in this episode because it's it's suggested. By Jill, the whole reason Tim has such a hard-on for uh, for tricking out his lawnmower is because his mom won't let him get a motorcycle. And so, <laughs> so mind you, Tim is Tim is 38 years old, if we're assuming that he's the same age as Tim Allen. Yeah. So so he, he won't obey his wife when she says, don't touch my dishwasher, but he will obey his mother when she says, don't get a, lawn, don't get a right. motorcycle. Right. Okay, so we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but... I know, I know. Uh, no, that's all right. Jill comes in. Yes. And... I have a lot to say about her. Yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Just to, uh, to finish up this point here, um, she comes in having – she's looking for the duct tape. Yes. And uh, some shenanigans goes on, and it turns out that she had used one of his tools to break up some ice. Yeah. And he goes – Tim goes through this whole spiel about you got to ask if you're going to borrow my tools. you got to respect my property. That's your place uh, you know, out there. This is my – the man place, which seems very contrary to the very first episode where <laughs> he defiantly – goes against her wishes to touch the, yeah. the dishwasher it's almost it's almost an inversion now she's like gleefully touching his yeah. stuff and it's really irking him even though her touching his tool like he, he, her using the screwdriver to break up ice that doesn't damage the screwdriver it damages tim's pride a little bit right. yeah the, the the dishwasher mind you destroys their whole kitchen and living room <laughs> right What's what's more harmful though, destroying a kitchen or destroying a man's pride? Uh, yeah, well, our man's feelings. Destroying a man's pride, yeah. leads to wars. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Very, very fair, very fair. And this, I guess, this actually, well, I was expecting this episode to lead to a war between between uh, the house of Tim and the house of Jill. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to apply Game of Thrones logic yes, to, to I like improvement, it. Uh, and it, and it didn't. But so, because there was all this setup with him and Jill, which I think yeah. bears discussing. Well, let's take a moment. I have to just gush over Jill uh, in this episode. Okay, there's something I, I just I absolutely loved that her like friskiness mm-hmm. is to provoke to like poke the bear. Yes, that certainly is. First of all, she just plays it so well. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of goes in the face of all of the other TV wives. Yeah. Uh, who, like, if they're wanting sex, they just turn into, like, well, you know, this, this kind of sultry, uh, playful innuendo sort yeah. of thing. Um, a very caricature. And Jill kind of has this playful... Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to touch all your tools. Yeah. Uh, and kind of dances around him and pokes him and... There was just something, the playfulness of it just felt so great to deviate from what's been said before. Yeah, she, she's she's mocking, like, because he, he's going on and on about don't don't touch my tools, don't mess with them. He, yeah. he, he makes her take this oath, like, with <laughs> one hand on the wrench and, like, the duct tape around right. her arm. And, and then she, and then as soon as she's done swearing never to touch any of his tools, she just starts touching all of his tools and runs out the door. Yeah, well, they literally start chasing each other around the lawnmower at a certain point. And I'm like, are they having foreplay right in front of Mark? Yeah, Mark, Mark, who fades into the background. Yeah. This, this garage scene with Tim and Jill goes on for five, six minutes. Yeah. I'm going to say maybe longer than it should have, as good as Jill is in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Given that, given that, well, 
Oh, okay. Can, can, if you got more well, to say on Jill, yeah. I mean, then I could say a million things on Jill, and I have a whole series to do so. Actually, uh, uh, Landon has a ballad written about Jill, uh, which is going to bust. It's a really R. Kelly sort of thing. I'm still working on the iambic pentameter, though. Um, yeah, and th- I mean, that kind of concludes. Okay, so the, the scene concludes with Jill and Tim frolicking off to go have sex in the middle of the day. Well, you're, I think you're drawing a lot from that. They might, I mean, <laughs> there's three boys in the house. They're... Well, which makes it all the more audacious. But okay, more power okay, to them. No, no judgment. More, more power. <laughs> more power. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so they frolic off, whether they're going to have sex or just uh, do a hand job. Because there was a legit hand job joke in that cold open. Which we, will, which we will, I think we'll touch on in, in the best yeah. jokes segment. Yeah, yeah. Um, leaving Mark alone in the garage with uh, the tools and the lawnmower and wanting to emulate his father. He takes the uh, 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 what do you call socket it? wrench? The, the yeah, socket wrench. The very the, the Binford cordless ratchet wrench. This shows how there much we go. actually know about home improvement. I even said that at the top of the show, and it has eluded me already. Well, so it's been a while. The cordless ratchet rocket. Ro- yep, yep. Cordless ratchet rocket wrench. Oh boy, <laughs> little Latin loop, Lou. <laughs> the Binford cordless ratchet wrench. What? Oh, Mark is Mark has it. Yeah, Mark takes it. He's trying to emulate his father. Ends up like throwing it in the air, and it smashes on the ground into a couple pieces. And he hides it in the the dishwasher. The nope. perfect crime. You don't do dishes in the garage. You do laundry in the garage. Washing so he machine. puts it in the dryer. Yeah, is what I meant to say. Um, and that's the end of the first like commercial break. Yeah, and. So let me say, I was really expecting, like when I saw him hide the uh, wrench in the dryer, I was like, oh, okay, Tim and Jill were having this big playful fight about, oh, don't don't touch my tools, don't yeah. mess with my tools, and it's all, all in fun. Then Tim is going to find the broken thing in the dryer, he's going to get in a big fight with Jill, it's going to be this couple drama, and then in the end it will have to come to Mark to right. to be you know to grow up a little bit right. and uh, and explain that he actually broke the thing. Yeah. I thought, oh, this will be this be a nice little drama. Yeah, goes in a very different direction. Didn't quite go that way. No, <laughs> did not did not go there. Yeah, no. So we we come back from the. I mean, do you have more to say about the opening scene? I just that I think you know it was it was fun, but it was just kind of the, they're just kind of hitting that same beat over and over of them uh, them in the. Them in the garage, him being obsessed with his tools. I, I feel like we could yeah. have we could have had less time. So so that's free. I, I do have to interject one thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know what the costuming choice was. Granted, this was a year before it was released, but mm. Tim Allen is dressed like Sam Neill from Jurassic Park in this episode oh from start to finish. You're right. He's got the blue denim shirt. He's got well underneath it's a red shirt, not a bandana, but yeah. it's the red on the blue denim with the khaki pants. Yeah, and he's kneeling as if he's like kneeling next to a dinosaur all the time. Yeah. I, I couldn't unsee it the second it clicked in my eyes. And you know, and and what is cloning dinosaurs except adding more power to <laughs> to uh, nature's nature's plan. What is breeding raptors if not? <laughs> I mean, that's. I, I, oh they, my god! It, that's the in the direct in the uh, director's cut of Jurassic Park. Yeah. There's the scene with uh, with uh, Richard Attenborough mm-hmm. y- grunting and yelling more power yeah. as he splices the the genes yeah, and whatnot. He's spared no expense to add more power. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much. Um, the one other thing I would note is that in this opening, in this opening scene in the garage, uh, a Jill does a little bit of singing at one point, like uh, something about, uh, oh, that's right. What it, was it? Well, she's singing like uh, some, she does like some version of Ave Maria or whatever about his tools because she's doing this extended riff on how Tim treats his tools like religious artifacts. Right, right. But it's like, oh, she's got some pipes on her. That's a mm-hmm. good singing voice. And then also Tim, as an object lesson, is like, well, don't touch my tools. I don't go uh, use your your uh, your opera records as frisbees. Yeah, Madam Butterfly. Yeah, and I'm th- I didn't, you know, uh, I just Jill, this kind of street smart, somewhat southernish wife. Yeah, I was going to mention this in the last episode. There's a, a half a second when, like, her real accent comes out. Like, I don't know if she has an accent. I don't know much about Patricia Richardson, but yeah. there was some sort of, like, almost Virginian uh thing that came out at a certain point it was it was very strange it was uh, like yeah i don't know if that's a character choice that she's making and then kind of unmaking halfway through or if that's blanche dubois situation also i mean if she was only cast in this show four days before they started shooting it maybe she's a lot to didn't have a lot of time with her dialect coach (laughs) because (laughs) she's actually chinese (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I kind of, I kind Six of fluent Mandarin. I, I kind of picture her her process like Daniel Day Lewis, you know, getting ready for this part. Like she she built the the tool time house. She actually raised three children in preparation yeah. for this, and only used her left foot to do so. Yes, very wow. That's a deep Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> cut. You could have gone there. Will be blood or gangs of New York, but no, my left foot. Congratulate. That's the kind of of highbrow Daniel Day Lewis humor you get on grunt work. <laughs> Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so yeah. M- moving, moving well, forth. What's interesting too, about this opening scene with the grease and, um, I, I mean, it even exists a little bit in the, the pilot episode is that it's really an introduction to, uh, Tim's mentality of the modern tribesman. Yes. Like man, you know, manliness that's like naked around the fire as is said in the yeah. first episode. Rituals. That's about the extent of it. Uh, in this one, it's very much like man's world woman's world but without being too misogynistic yeah yeah yeah. he's talking to his son about you oh you it's good to have grease on you it's like your war paint he mm-hmm. paints up his son's face with with engine grease yeah yeah and that's i think you know gonna become a, a cornerstone of this whole series sure uh spoiler alert oh no i i, I thought it was gonna turn into a cooking show but that's uh <laughs> there is a cooking episode oh, man this is you you <laughs> You're giving me all these little tasty morsels and spoilers. I keep you, keep you. I gotta dangle the carrot. Yeah, well, if it's a cooking episode. <laughs> oh God, yeah, man, I don't think so, Truman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, let's just go back onto Daniel Day Lewis jokes. That's yeah. really where our, where the where the where the good stuff is. Okay. Uh, okay. So we come back from the commercial break, and it's revealed that um, they're doing all the kids are getting their stuff together for a rummage sale. Yeah. Uh, Randy comes down with his box filled to the brim that he lords over brad at a suck up little sibling rivalry which we'll get into civil rival sibling rivalry yeah well no a civil rivalry that's sybil shepherd (laughs) this and you know versus whoever uh bruce willis bruce willis of course Uh, moonlighting that was the that was the alternate title for the show was sybil rivalry (laughs) also that that will be our moonlighting podcast (laughs) Wow, that's actually a good idea. Okay, well, guys, this is the last episode of Grunt Work. Uh, see us next week for Civil Rivalry. Um, yeah, so Randy brings his stuff down, and he gets pissed about his sneakers being thrown away. And Jill does this, like, she pulls his sneakers out that are, like, the, the soleless flapping yeah. away from the the mouth, or I don't know what you call it, the toe. Yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of like, and she does this voice that sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Oh, God, it does, doesn't it? It's so it? weird. Uh, please let me die. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired and old. Please, Randy, put it. Oh, God, I just did it elderly, not Jimmy Stewart. I don't think either of us is really doing a good <laughs> Jimmy Stewart right now. All right, Jimmy Stewart off. Go. Oh, well, just those pedals. Huh? Mr. Potter, you're just a more frustrated old man. <laughs> That's not bad. Good to go. All right. Uh, Return fire. How do you even go about chopping up a body? Would you put it in... Segments in a suitcase? What would you do with the head? You, you know, I, I respect. Was, I went rear window. With yeah, it. I know you. You went. You went. You went for the challenge. I went. The lowest hanging of the Jimmy Stewart fruit is "It's a Wonderful Life." Do you, do you want to do some lines from Vertigo now, just to really throw people? <laughs> well, to be perfectly honest, full disclosure, I was doing an impression of Jim Carrey doing an impression of oh. which he chooses. That's almost like a I nuclear have war. No original material in my yeah, body. That's fine. If it's not a reference. I got nothing. Well, that, I think that's why that's why we're spending time creating a podcast where we talk about a show that people made like twenty or thirty yeah. years ago. Which actually, this might be a good uh, segue into something I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, uh, references. Yes, in sitcoms. Yes, uh, we've seen two episodes now, and there's been very little topical references. But yeah. there was the first mention of a pop culture reference, which was Yoda. Oh yes, yeah. Um, uh, I just kind of wanted to throw that out on the table of like. I, I'm simultaneously watching the Golden Girls, not to brag, uh, <laughs> not doing a podcast about it, but just enjoying it. That it's, show, just for, it's just for him. It's just know, for Landon. It's just for me. I got to do something for myself. Um, like he still records himself talking about it after the episode, but he just puts it in an archive to save for his kids one day. <laughs> You're going to need to know all this stuff about Golden Girls. Um, in that show, they do a ton of references. Yeah. A ton of topical references and just general references yeah. that I feel like date the show. Um, thoughts? I realize that this is a pretty dead end uh, thing, but well, no, I just I, think it's kind of interesting. This does play into something. So yeah, so Tim makes the reference. He he 
the tool that Mark eventually breaks, he says, this is the tool equivalent of Yoda or something. Yeah, right. I don't think he used the word equivalent. He'd have to ask Wilson how to spell it. <laughs> uh, but what I actually noticed is that th- this episode, uh, his two kids, um, uh, Justin and Randy, are watching... Brad and Randy. Brad and Randy. Well, kind of. Okay, <laughs> Justin is one of the McElroy brothers. I get, I get these things mixed up. So, so Brad and Randy yeah. are watching... Well, they're watching Spartacus on TV. And Brad playing is Spartacus. Yeah, Brad is watching Spartacus, and we actually get a shot of Spartacus on the TV. And so, first... Well, we get a shot of a gladiator film. I don't know that it was Spartacus. Maybe it wasn't. Okay, well, it may have been. I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Have we'll, we'll have to go back and, and frame by yeah, frame. Freeze frame it. Yeah. So, I, assuming that that was Spartacus that they showed on yeah. TV, and then uh, and then that uh, like probably ten minutes later, Tim goes out into the garage and is just there's this kind of extended comedy bit where he sits on his newly souped up uh, lawnmower listening to uh, Born, Born to Be Wild. Wild. Yeah, which and was a surefire prequel to uh wild hogs oh certainly certainly i feel, I feel like the writers of wild hogs saw that scene yeah. it was like you know what would be great would be if this bit went on for yeah. like a hundred minutes this is a really important episode in all of cinema history because <laughs> you get the uh clothing choices for jurassic park sure you get uh wild hogs and jurassic park and wild hogs it's pretty much i think you you, you know if, if roger ebert were still alive he would you would come on here and tell us that's yeah. those are the building blocks of cinema <laughs> Uh, so, so, but, but this episode has, if we're assuming that is Spartacus on TV and then the song, they, they had like a fair, fair number of references and licensing mm. for, for pretty, pretty quick bits. Like they yep. didn't have to pan over to the TV and show that gladiator fight. This is, this is really kind of a dead end, uh, area, right. I guess, but we'll hey, just move on. So, yeah. um, this, this probably won't get cut. <laughs> Randy, uh, sees Mark. Yes. Oh, God, I blanked yeah. on his name for a second. Oh, hiding up Yeah, okay, so Randy sees Mark, and he's kind of down in the dumps and uh, ends up going outside. He's, you know, sad that he broke the wrench and doesn't know how to handle it because he's seven years old. And, yeah. oh, my heart broke in that moment. Really? Yeah, because that, that is... it was – I don't know if it was like I related to him in that moment as a kid watching this episode – mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I've done something like that, and I've reacted the same exact way, but it – was heartbreaking to me. What, what maybe did maybe what helped was those kind of sad synthesizer riffs when he walks outside, like. <laughs> it's, yep, very easy ploy to uh, play on my heartstrings. On, yeah, synthesizers are your weakness. <laughs> it's true. I cry at every '80s action movie. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, they 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 go the the so his other two brothers find him mm-hmm. whilst playing Spartacus with their with their foam swords and trash can lids. Yeah, which was uh, I was kind of jealous of them in that moment because that's the sort of playing I always wanted to do as a kid. Yeah, but I, I think well, you know, the the neighborhood that I grew up in, we didn't have metal like New York mm-hmm. in the '60s mm-hmm. style garbage cans with detachable Likewise. lids. We had big plastic things where the lids were bolted on, yeah. and uh, you know, my family we didn't have wrenches lying around. I couldn't unfa- <laughs> un- unfasten those to use right. them as shields. So well, I just played video games instead. Let's let's bring up an interesting point here. Yeah, uh, more interesting than references. Hopefully, m- more interesting than re- this is going to be even more interesting than uh, references. Yep. Wow. Oh. Yep. This is good. I like that. I feel like the first episode of our show, just like Home Improvement, was better than the second episode. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Um, you and I are both only children. Yes, we are. So we can't relate to sibling sibyl rivalry. <laughs> well, actually, I actually liked Moonlighting a lot, so I can't relate to that. I haven't seen Moonlighting. Oh, oh, well, okay. That that will be the next one. Uh, no, but we, yeah, I, I, I never, yeah, I never, I never had that sort of, I never had the rough and tumble brothers mm-hmm. who who would say lie to me or 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 you know prank me in right. the way that that these two do to Mark. And they were sadistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't like pull the wings off of flies, but I, they. We're like so. What they do is they see Mark. He's really down in the dumps. Some reason Mark trusts them to to confess that he broke the father's tool. Tim's tool, probably because they had like twenty two minutes and they had to move this yeah, episode exactly. along somehow. Um, and they tell him that uh, they had a previous brother who <laughs> just broke Peter? a flashlight, <laughs> and their parents got rid of him because of it. That is. Awful. That, that's that your that your brother. Because I imagine that all all three of these kids have been in this 
position at mm-hmm. one point or another. It's even revealed later in the episode that that one of them, Randy or, or Brad, broke one of Tim's other tools. Yeah. So they've they've been in this they've been in Mark's shoes before, and right. they they know what he's feeling, and they decide to just really twist that old knife. Oh man, it's and yeah, and, and make it lead him to believe that his parents will reject him and rescind their love because he broke yeah. a tool. And if this is the real world, I mean, that would traumatize me. Oh, if sure. If someone told me that, like, oh, yeah, you had a brother that your parents killed <sighs> or even just, like, well, kicked out. They, well, I think that, that what they say is that they traded Peter in to get uh, Mark, Mark oh, right. after Peter broke the flashlight. And also, just to speak to the logic of this goof that they're doing. Yeah. So if, you, if you're Tim and your son breaks your flashlight and you're so upset that you want to get rid of him, are you really going to trade him in for another son? I mean, why not trade him in for, like, why not just stick, go downsize to two kids? Yeah, right, and get a new mower. Exactly, yeah, 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 (laughs) just get a more powerful mower. Or, Uh, instead of getting rid of the previous son, just give him more power. Yeah, yeah, turn him into a mecha boy. Yeah. Or something. Yes. Uh, Again, again, the the home improvement horror spec script that will, again, (laughs) definitely 100% get written by me, plan on seeing it at some point. Um, well, I think, no, I, I agree. I also would be traumatized yeah. if, if I was led to believe this thing. And I think that's why, but I think that is an effect of us being only children. Cause we didn't have to be around other kids right. around the house all the time. I feel like I've uh, never been around another kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it that way, <laughs> especially now. This that, is like a very, we're, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in, I'm in my hermetically sealed bubble. Exactly. I don't know about you. We just moved our bubbles together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just pictured a bubble boy scenario where I, I, I'm just kind of rolling down the road to head to your place. Yeah. <laughs> on the 405. On the 405. Danny Trejo your, helps me. Yeah, you have to trick out your bubble with more power to get into the left lane or take the take the HOV. Uh, but I, I think that at this point, Brad, Randy, and Mark mm-hmm. have probably all traumatized one another so much that they are really dead inside and yeah. can't truly feel Very in the way that an only it. child would. But Mark, Mark is, hasn't lost that that sensitive innocence yet. True. And that's what makes this episode work on whatever level that it does. Um I, I mean, Mark, it, it, early on, he even, uh, when when they're first fixing the uh, the lawnmower in the garage, Mark even looks right into the camera and says, more power! <laughs> and you it's really true. love him in that moment. Yeah, it's true. He, he does have that, like, cute kid thing that goes away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Although he does look like he jumped, like, three years between the pilot episode and this episode. Yeah, yeah, well, <clears throat> it's probably, I mean, it was probably a gap of at least a few months between yeah. they got the full series order, and kids kids shoot up like stocks at that age. Yeah. But just, just from looking at the pictures of the kids on all of the DVD covers in our box set, they, they age out of their cuteness damn fast. Very, very... And, and, Aging and into their, their mullets. Handsomeness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their 90s handsomeness. It's <laughs> it's great on a curve. Listen, there's a slew of teen bop girls that would fight us what? if we degrade JTT's cover photo abilities. Yeah, no, that's 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 very true. a real hard time getting that thought out. <laughs> <laughs> was it teen bop or kids bop? Or, or, or was kids bop... Tiger beat. Kids bop was more... Um, Family friendly sort of thing. There was oh. there's Teen Bob, Tiger Beat. Those were the like fourteen year old gush over your hormone crushes. Yeah, uh, magazines. I think Kids Bop was more like that. Might even be the Disney um, Radio Channel. Oh God, I don't information that I don't need to know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's get back. Yeah, yeah j- just stick to your encyclopedic knowledge of of home improvement here, Rain Man. <laughs> Hey, um, it's periphery. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all it all plays in. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna get back to the so that so Mark is led to believe that he will be right. sold down the river for having broken his father's tool. It's true. Uh, at this point, we get our second episode of Tool Time. Do we, no, we don't. We don't. Not until not until the very end. Not until really? the fake ending. Oh right. Okay. So sorry, I skipped ahead of my notes here. Yeah. Okay, so Tim goes outside to where uh, Mark has hidden himself in a tree. Yeah, because, well, Tim at this point has discovered the broken tool. Right. Tim discovers the broken tool. He goes to Jill. Jill's like, I didn't touch your shit. And and Tim believes her. I was yeah. really expecting this to be a fight. Well, yeah, like I said, yeah. Yeah, I, a fight between them. Yeah, yeah, that would be the, like, I know, kind of repetitious of the previous episode, though, of a marital spat over a tool and whatever. Sure. Uh, goes the other direction. He rounds up uh, Randy and Brad because uh, they're the... 
usual suspects. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They sit them down, and they are snotty as fuck, man. And and they're snotty as fuck, and also rat out their, their bro pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, and a very nonchalant, like, oh, I think you're looking for a seven-year-old who <laughs> has light brown hair and is... Three foot six, and uh, I mean, they are, and they've got the biggest jerkwad smirks on their faces. And Br- Brad's haircut doesn't help, and I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna come back to this again and again. But it does. It's it's a very like bullyish haircut. It, it is. It reminds me of like in in a Christmas story, like Scott Farkas, the bully, he had kind of a haircut yeah. like that. I just I see him, and it's like I'm waiting for him to dump my books. It's really kind of flashing <laughs> me. I'm I'm waiting to get bullied by an 11 year old, and I'm 28. So that's really. <laughs> I don't even think Brad's eleven yet in the show, though. It's like you were saying. You were saying last time that that uh, to you, Tim Allen is always going to be. Uh, you know, uh, Tim Allen on Home Improvement will always be older than you, no matter yeah. how old you are. I right. think because I was probably Mark's age when these episodes were on. Uh, Brad is always going to be older than me. Yeah, in that a way. makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. I'm always going to have a little little fear, a little respect. I get that. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's even older than me, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so uh, he rounds them up. They they rat out their brother. Tim goes outside to look for him because Mark is hiding. Uh, Can but, I say so? Yeah. yeah, Mark. Mark goes outside. Mark uh, again, believing that he will be he will be traded in. So he goes and he hides in his treehouse. Mm. Mark's treehouse is like three planks nailed to the side of the tree as a crude ladder, and then <clears throat> basically. A platform, kind of on a branch. Yeah, it's, it's the worst, worst treehouse ever. Made worse by the fact that your father is obsessed with tools and building things. Yeah. So he's spending all this time in the garage tricking out his lawnmower to make it super powerful to mow the three square inches of lawn that they have in their backyard. <laughs> right. Maybe spend a little time building a better, safer treehouse for yeah. your three sons. Right, right. It, you bring up an interesting point. And why does he need a lawnmower with a yard that small? I mean, we never see the front of the house yeah that's one of the bits of trivia for this show is it's one of the few sitcoms where we never see the like b-roll facade of the front of the house while the credits are rolling or whatever yeah um or even establishing shots yeah Yeah. so maybe they have a massive front lawn i doubt it considering how small the they actually live in the white house and it's just just you know (laughs) acres and acres that need to be trimmed uh i don't know that properties like that existed in michigan around that area (laughs) but i'll do some research yeah yeah well again the show the show was known for its unfair flinching realism in its depiction of suburban michigan life it's true um so one thing oh, i want to kind of take a tangent here Go. that at the beginning of the episode when he's talking about the engine and he's walking mark through all this stuff tim like legitimately knows stuff about engines and cars and i'm like yeah. oh maybe this is the 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 nugget of whatever that's made him who he is yeah and then we find out spoiler alert at the end of the episode he has put the engine in wrong or he's rewired something incorrectly and the as he starts it up goes in reverse instead of forward and runs goes himself over a massive crash yeah. yeah so like how do you have that sort of knowledge and um still still fuck it up well that that is the question i mean is he is he so distraught because yeah, is he distracted because his kid is there and he's fronting for, for Mark, which would make twice in a row now that he seriously injured himself because he's trying to look cool in front of his youngest son. <laughs> right. He's written off Randy and Brad like, nah, they're they're gone. It's yeah. this one is the one I can I can look cool in front of. Yeah, well, Mark hasn't, yeah, again, lost that kind of wide-eyed uh, well, he, intrigue. Well, he lost, he lost a little bit more of it today that's after true. what his brothers did to him. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, you know, that's, I think this just comes back to Tim's, Tim's incompetence. Like, he's, mm. he's. Almost book smart in terms of like he's read all these tech manuals and he interesting he understands the workings of the engine he understands the it's like it's like someone who who you know can't play baseball but they know all of the stats all this about so yeah they become a commentator or something yeah yeah, yeah. interesting so, so if you or gave a host Harry, of a tool show yeah you don't know oh wow. This just unlocked a huge thing in my brain, and we're only on episode two. Those who can't do host tool time. <laughs> His only other job opportunity in the world was to be a gym teacher. So <laughs> that, you know what? A, I hope that's an episode down the line, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, and if not, uh, we, we need to get right to the writers for Last Man Standing and say, yes. hey, guys, listen, we've got an idea. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, okay, so... 
he finds Mark up in the tree. They have this heart to heart moment. Um, and, yeah. and sorry, sorry to pull it back again. First, he has to go out there. He doesn't see him up in the tree. Oh, and right, then, the Wilson yeah. part. Yeah. So Wilson doesn't play a huge role in this. Uh, we don't see his face, obviously. Yeah, the, yeah. Don't don't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> um, but I, well, I, I mentioned that because uh, to piggyback on last month um, or last month, last week's episode, yeah. where we. Uh, posed the theory that Wilson might be God. Yes, true. And it occurred to me in this episode that you can't look upon the face of God. True. And you can't look upon the face of Wilson. Yes. Just a little bit more evidence. And and will and Wilson again in this in this scene is omnipotent. Uh Tim walks into the backyard. He mm. does not seem to notice that his son is in the tree, even though yeah. it's more or less at eye level, and is asking Wilson, have you seen my boy? Right. And Wilson is saying, <laughs> Wilson's trying to be a bit, because, because Wilson has noticed uh, uh, Mark in the tree, and Mark yeah. has said, don't tell my dad. And so Wilson is saying to Tim, like, oh, well, you know, it's uh, the acorn doesn't fall very far from the tree. <laughs> it does not get it yeah. in true Tim fashion. Or it's like, he might have to go out on a limb, and Tim doesn't get it. Like, and, you know... I don't have time for this, Wilson. So often, uh, Landon, God tries to speak to us <laughs> and send us messages that we don't understand. This is the movie A Serious Man right here. It's God is saying things to us, and we can't, we can't decipher his meaning. It's true. And then Wilson, unlike God says your kid's in the tree yeah but he does say he seems unhappy true which based on mark's reaction to wilson initially how would wilson know he's unhappy unless he could see the feelings hmm. i mean yeah maybe I, th I think that works also i wilson might just have some basic human empathy and be able to pick up on no, the context I, clues I don't believe and, it. okay okay no, because he, he said like don't tell my dad i'm up here but yeah that's fine that's listen fine. you can believe what you want i've got my beliefs uh, okay okay <laughs> yes I, you know, personally, I believe that uh, I believe that, that Wilson is a uh, multi-armed god who uh, who comes to us in many forms, and also I can't eat pork because I also I can only eat squirrels because that's what Wilson <laughs> that's eats. Right. Yes, that's fair. You can have your beliefs; they're wrong, sure, but you can have them. Okay, Th thank you. That's 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 very sweet of you, Senator Cruz. Uh, so yeah, so, so okay, so he okay, comes out there. Yeah. Tim learns from Wilson. Figures out he's up in the tree. They have this the code. They have this little uh, heart to heart, him and Mark, where you know there's the whole uh, actual parenting moment. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't touch other people's stuff without asking. If you don't... break something, tell them exactly. And Mark shows a remarkable amount of maturity. Uh, like I would not have acted like I would have said anything to displace the blame. Yes, certainly. Uh. Uh, even including putting it in the dryer. It yeah. It feels like something I would have done. Um, put it on mom. Put it on mom. Well, that's, I think that's what his plan was. We don't really dig into that, but I feel like yeah. he was trying to frame his mom. Like he puts he puts the gun in her hand, like plants evidence. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark is like secretly this is super intelligent little like Stewie from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like yeah, actually, I think the, the Rampart scandal, all that, all that evidence uh, planting and, and framing and false information, that was all, that was all Mark. It's all Mark. Oh, my God. Um, so they have this, like, little tender moment, and that scene kind of wraps up, and yeah, um, there's no big laugh at the end of that. Oh, not really. No, we go to commercial, don't we? Yeah, we go to commercial. We come back, and... Um, it's not, that's when we see the tool time episode. Nope, nope still god, not. Oh then. my god, we, what we is see, wrong with my brain? I, well, this is this is the thing about this episode. It doesn't really go the places you expect it to. Yeah. So there's this. They, they resolve the broken tool plot line kind of quick. The, the mm -hmm. opening in the garage is pretty long, and then the the conflict with I was expecting, you know, with the way that the way that Tim uh, gets gets Mark to talk to him is he goes out there, he sits down on the slide. He accidentally slides halfway down it in the process in a, yeah. in a brilliant bit of physical comedy. Yeah, that was comedy. a really funny yeah. throwaway the, physical comedy sol bit. Solid physical comedy. Also, him hitting himself in the face with the door at one point. That's that's beside the point. Yet to come. Yet he to has come. the helmet on. Yeah. He's going out to ride the motorcycle. Or the, yeah. the motorcycle. The, what, what he wore. The motor walk. mower. Yeah. Uh, and hits himself in the yeah. face as he's like i'm safe uh, whatever so so he so he's out there and to get uh mark to talk to him he's kind of he, he, you know well he uh he's, he's saying oh yeah you know mark uh, it's too bad i can't can't find that boy i love my love my son so much right. and he, he grunts and gets mark to grunt back and oh, that's yeah? that's yeah. how we do it this tree is grunting at me yeah yeah exactly right. yeah. yeah no it's not <laughs> uh but it's me your son what i was expecting this episode to be that i was expecting the rest of the episode the last five six minutes to play out mm -hmm. was 
was Tim goes inside and concocts a plan. Like, we're going to pretend like Mark has disappeared and then yeah, get Randy and Brad back, which yeah. is the plot of many future episodes. Okay, good, good. <laughs> uh, but that, that doesn't happen. Instead, he comes clean. Yeah. Um, so that all happens. Then we, we go to him finally testing out this riding lawnmower. In their backyard that is so small that it kind of begs the question, why have a riding lawnmower yeah. of any amount of power in the because first you're place? Tim the Toolman Taylor, I, and you can't push things when you can ride things. He says, typically, typically it takes dad a, what, hour, hour and a half to mow the backyard? And I'm like, really, Tim? Are you going Are you going with an edger or are you doing it with little, little <laughs> yeah, scissors? Yeah, little, like, yeah, snip. Uh, so, so yeah, he, he goes out, he tries to start the lawnmower and he goes, he goes backwards. He runs yeah. over himself, uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> there's a burst of, of, uh, dry ice smoke yeah. and they throw some props on some the sort screen. of like tailpipe comes yeah, flying. At it. Yeah. Whatever. It was obviously not wrenched on there very tightly. <laughs> that, that, uh, that rocket if wrench. Only or, he had his cordless ratchet wrench, cordless ratchet wrench. I well, said it right that time. Got it by now. Yeah. I, I screwed it up. <laughs> so that happens. And then. And then after that pratfall, mm. then we go to an to out of left field. This episode of Tool Time, this right. forty five second snippet from Tool Time, which I thought was going to be set up um, very much like the first episode, where it was going to be an apology or some sort of like uh, lesson learned thing um, yeah. about tools and other people's stuff. Yeah, and it turns into this practical joke on Al. Uh, so Tim hides the blowtorch. From Al, right before their demonstration, uh, it's actually the uh, yeah, well, I, I I don't <clears throat> I don't think so, Landon. That's actually the Binford Burnmaster Propane Torch. Oh, damn! There are, <laughs> are more Binford tools than I even recognized in this. Yeah, no, they were doing a lot of shout outs to that fake company. Damn! All right, well, I mean, it's gonna be hard to keep on track of all these things, but I'm, I'm sure. gonna try and put together a Binford inventory. You knew the air date of the pilot episode. I kind of expected you to be on top of these. <laughs> Please, go, right. go on. I'm learning as we go. Um, Thank you for apologizing. <laughs> so he hides his blowtorch before the demonstration. Al is like frantic because he's, you know, by the rules. Even though we haven't really met Al yet. Uh, yeah. Um, but we, we already get a sense that he's like a by the book sort of fellow. Mm -hmm. And um, ends up, uh, you know, freaking out a little bit. There's this subtitle on the screen that says, what Al doesn't know is that Tim has hidden the thing. And it turns into this, like, he's going to um, teach Al a lesson about the stuff, but it quickly backfires. Al, in a rare moment, rare for two episodes. Yeah, well, yeah. It's but out of character in, in, yeah. the, in the whole series. Uncharacteristic for this man we barely know. Yeah, but. being very aggressive with his stolid... Uh, don't ever do that to me again face. Yeah, and turning on turning on the blowtorch and looking at Tim menacingly. Yeah, right. Uh, and delivering his first of many, I don't think so, Tim. Yes. Which, yeah. was, as you had mentioned, it's... Uh, I, I, I would have done a shot had we been drinking. <laughs> well, you did a shot of tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was... And honestly, I had forgotten that that was a catchphrase on the show. Now, looking back, I remember in high school, nice. I think that was actually an internet meme for a while, was they would just, like, people would Photoshop Al with his arms crossed into pictures yeah. with the caption, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> um, I, I'm just realizing something myself, that growing up, my best friend was named Tim, and I missed so many opportunities to use this catchphrase. Th this, this podcast is really helping us realize the missed opportunities in our own lives. <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to live with myself. Th think of all the things we could have done in this in this wonderful morning yeah. had we not been recording this podcast even. Uh, <laughs> no, well, so what, what I noticed, so that, that weird scene at Tool Time, A, not, yeah. not, it seems like it was only there because they wanted to remind people that yes, he has a show, right. Al is a thing, presumably he yeah, will get an episode later That was later probably down. in the writer's room board where they're like, yeah. every episode has to have... Uh, uh, tool time in it yeah. has to have Al and it has to have Wilson in it. Yeah, I, I think that it was just it was weird because no it, Pam Anderson, no Pam, I know no Pam Anderson, and presumably they're paying. Well, actually, she wasn't a big enough star; they probably didn't have her on contract. Right, but she not she Al. So so the the whole thing is oh well, let's pull out the let's pull out this blowtorch and uh, and Al can't find it and Al's. You know, for as someone who's a professional broadcaster, Al really doesn't roll with the punches here. No. Like, I feel like if this was on, if this was on, you know, uh, I'm trying to, the first thing that comes to mind is Julia Child's Kitchen, which <laughs> shows the, really how, sure, not, yeah. yeah, yeah, or if this someone happened on, her electric carver from her or something. Yeah, her, her, her Binford 6800 uh, electric carver, <laughs> more power. 
that's God, my Julia Child is as bad as my Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Uh, I forgive you. Thank you. Uh, but he he rea- he kind of freaks out and is looking all over the place, and then he's so angry that there's this. When he finally finds it, and Tim reveals this fairly weak prank that he's pulled, like yeah. the thing you thought was in one place, I put in another place, and now I found it for you. Uh, Al looks at him and turns on the, the the blowtorch and gives him this menacing look, and just cuts to black as if to imply that that Al set Tim on fire on live <laughs> yeah, television. That was a weird beat. There was no, like, punchline to that scene. Yeah. And it just ends like a, oh, that was very menacing. I, <laughs> the, the, the fan edit that I want to do of that episode is it cuts to black, and then it's like, screams, the end, question mark, and then the end <laughs> credits are rolling over like a funeral, and like with Tim, <laughs> with closed casket funeral, with like Tim's picture yes. there, and like the boys crying. Ugh, sad. <laughs> Uh, Patricia, Patricia Richardson has married Wilson and is yes. much happier. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it kind of wraps up. We we have one final stinger at the end where Tim's back in the garage. He puts on the boombox, but in this this time instead of uh, uh, Born to Be Wild, it's polka music. Yeah, which he rolls with. It's yeah. just like he's like, oh, that's not the right song, but I'm gonna do a jig yeah. on my way to the the new mower that I've rebuilt even since I crashed it. So I think that they did two takes of that, one with Born to be Wild, and they still had the, the audience or oh, whatever. Oh, it's an interesting thought. They're like, yeah. okay, okay, folks, we're going to do another one. Uh, this time... Like, they're, the, the crew's playing a practical joke on Tim, yeah. and instead of Born to be Wild, it's... Yeah, okay. yeah. Because it doesn't look like he's ready for that, yeah. but he goes with it, and he's kind of, like, dancing goofily, and then Jill comes in... And as she's supposed to in the scene, but she's just yeah. laughing. And then she briefly does a little clogging or like yeah. she dabs or something. I don't know before. Well, it's interesting, too, because there was a moment uh, in the opening scene when she makes the hand job hand job joke. We need to talk about this. We do need to talk about this. Uh, well, let's talk about it. But I, I think she breaks character there and rolls with it because she's yeah. laughing. It's either like the best on screen laughing uh, I've ever seen, or she's just so good that she broke and worked it into the scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do we, so I yeah, feel like no, that, you tell me your thoughts. Does this come into best like best jokes or uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, well, best bits from the yeah. scene? Because I, I would I would agree with you. That's just that was that, a good... that wasn't my favorite joke. But what, what was your uh, explain it? Uh, well, okay. So that, that that bit that I feel like uh, so when they're in the garage at the beginning, Tim is. Uh, you know, he's making her take this oath to not touch any tools. And so he has her raise her right hand. He puts the duct tape around her wrist. And then he's holding out the, the Benford wrench that, that winds up getting broken. And he says, put your left arm on the tool. And she kind of looks at him and he goes, the wrench. <laughs> and the whole audience gets, you get one of those, those 90s sitcom live audience laughs where they're like, oh, we know standards and practices wouldn't like that. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah it's, that's but that's, and then that's the moment where she breaks I feel like because yeah it almost didn't feel written in a way that she like realized that it was a hand job joke yeah uh, while the scene was playing yeah yeah uh so that, that I that, I don't think that was my best joke either I I want to do like do, ready to do the ones that yeah yeah favorite well, okay. jokes. my favorite joke. Uh, Tim is so it's when they're ready to do the lawnmower. Oh shit! Demo. We have the same one again. We have the same. Go, go ahead, oh, please. Uh, we'll roll reversal. You do Jill. I'll do Tim. Okay. Did you put hubcaps on the lawnmower? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> that's it. That's much better. Yeah, no, I think Tim Allen does uh, does it a little bit better. Yeah. Well, that, that's better than mine. That's the one we'll go with. That's the, that's the one we'll do on the day. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, Fuck it. We'll go it live. <laughs> it's just. It's just. Is this such a such a good. I don't know. Just the delivery of that, I, mm-hmm. I, I bought it entirely. I even even in an episode like this that I am going to say I don't think was especially great. Right. Uh, Tim Tim's performance, Patricia Richardson's performance, JTT's performance. The the acting is great. You're not gonna you're not gonna throw Mark in there. I'm not gonna throw Mark in there. I think Mark <laughs> will improve with age. Mark is good at being cute, but hey, he's seven years old, man. He's a child actor. Don't expect him to be great right that early. I'm not. Holding it against him. Mark, guy who played Mark, if you're out there, hey, man, you know. Taryn Noah Smith. Taryn Noah Smith. Um, so, yeah, have you... Okay, I, also, I feel like we should probably address uh, the grunt count. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. This Where episode, sharp drop-off in the number of grunts yeah, from not, the pilot. We were in the 20s, like 24? 24 last wow. week. 
Uh, this week, nine grunts. Mm. That's nine grunts for a running series total of 33 grunts. Now, did you include uh, Mark's grunts in this? No, I did it, not. You're only doing Tim's grunts. Tim grunts only. Okay. Because it, like, if I start counting everybody's grunts, then the number is meaningless. It gets so fair, high. Fair. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The, yeah but so, if we are going to create a language, we have to know the call and response of the grunts. To, are we going to go back and watch the first two episodes again so I can get everyone else's grunts? <laughs> I would not be opposed to that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna we're going to uh we're never gonna make it to the end of this. We're gonna just no. be rewatching the first season. Every again new and again. episode, we're gonna watch every previous episode again leading up to it. <laughs> Welcome to the worst idea of all time. I'm Guy Montgomery. Uh God, every bad impression of obscure people. I just wanna I'm gonna start creating scenarios for you to be able to do accents. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> uh what else you got? Anything else? Uh, I don't really have anything else. Uh, yeah, no, I think we, I think we, we hit it all. No. Yeah. Anything from you? Uh, no, we are still working on getting, um, all of our situation together for places you can listen to this podcast. Um, right now you can listen to us at uh, iTunes or Stitcher. Mm -hmm. Um, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're still waiting uh, for some of that stuff to go through. Uh, so, but wherever you can, uh, please subscribe and rate. Uh, and comment uh, helps others find our podcast and obviously share it with the world um, mm-hmm. should you choose to. Uh, you can find more in, uh, information on today's episode at our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. You, you, got it, you got it right this time. Not, uh, not punt work broadcast like last week. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which is at gruntworkpod. Because uh, we were one character too long to add that T for podcast. And the one character was Mark. (laughs) Just leaving him out, man. You got no love for Mark. Um, He's better than Brad. If you have any longer questions, want to discuss anything, uh, any omissions, anything you want to bitch and complain about that we uh, misspoke about, you can also email us at info at... Uh, gruntworkpodcast.com and if you have any tips about jimmy stewart impressions you can tell we both <laughs> need help yes there we will post them on our various social media yeah outlets um and i don't do you have any other personal um social media that you want to plug uh not not really no, no. i have a, i have a blog i haven't updated in a long time if you want to go to <laughs> www.thinkingcomeslater.com and read me writing about stuff that has nothing to do with home improvement Very and cool. yeah uh, but no, that's that's right. about it, I think. And you could find me at uh, Landon Solano. That's L-A-N-D-E-N. Um, those are both uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's really all I've got. I don't really do too much on them. Um, I guess that's it. So with that, uh, just add more power to your week. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, everybody. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>